Hello and welcome to The Lou Review. This is your host, Rosa Hart, and today I have two guests with me. We have Tisha Ganey and Trevor Crow. Oh my gosh, is it Craven? Cravens. Oh my gosh, I thought I was going to insult you by calling you a Craven person. They're from <laughs> it. Okay, all right. It is Trevor Cravens, and uh, you are the owners of Crowler Catering, among lots of other events. You're an events production company. Mm-hmm. And um, we're here today to start by talking about Tailspin Ale Fest. So what is Tailspin Ale Fest, Tish? Well, thank you for having us. Uh-huh. Um, Tailspin Ale Fest is a winter warmer craft beer festival that Trevor and I saw a need for, or Louisville did not have one of those 10 years ago. Um, We both have a background in the craft beer industry uh, and have created events or worked events throughout our entire careers. So we came together, um, we saw Bowman Field. Bowman Field has a major historic impact that a lot of people don't realize here in Louisville. It's the oldest commercial operating airport in America. Whoa, in the whole country? Uh-huh. Uh, continually operating. Continually operating. Ooh, no breaks. Yes, no breaks. Uh, it was the first to deliver airmail. It was the first to... Really? Yeah. Uh, it was also the first to train flight nurses for military oh. uh, in World War II. Oh, they, my gosh. They were out there training flight nurses to make sure that, you know, they could handle uh, the air turbulence as they're working on, you know, the soldiers. Oh my gosh, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. There's so much history there. I uh, Okay, that just like blew my <laughs> mind. Lots of little trivia facts about Bowman Field. <laughs> um, also the Art Deco uh, architecture of the admin building, as well as some mm-hmm. of the hangers are original from the 1940s yes. that are still on site. I have eaten in one of the restaurants there, oh. and I got to enjoy the building a little bit and yeah. watch some of the little planes land. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that is so It's always awesome. a lovely afternoon. It really is. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you saw the need for a winter warmer festival, which, uh, as I was reading about the event, it says it's going to be outside, yes. but it's happening when? It's happening Saturday, March 4th, 2023. So it could be pretty cold outside. It could be cold. It, it could, could be, be 70. It could be snowing. Yeah. It could be sunny. Right. Um, it's springtime and, you know, well, it's wintertime slash coming upon spring in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So our weather around here has no idea what it wants exactly. to do. Exactly. So why did you decide that we needed an outdoor event on that first weekend in March? Well, originally when Tailspin started, we were inside the airplane hangar. Oh. Uh, with time and growing the event as well as um, some restrictions, we had to move it all outdoors. Mm. So we used to be in large tents, and this year um, it's going to be more in a chalet-type mm-hmm. environment, out all outside with more planes celebrating our 10-year anniversary mm-hmm. and more features. Um, but as far as a need, there's other big cities that are craft beer-centric, like Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. And they have winter warmer festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, you have outdoor winter festivals out on frozen lakes. Oh. Um, yeah, so wow. it's a little different, uh, <laughs> but there's not a lot going on uh, mm-hmm. in late February, early March. Yeah. So um, Valentine's Day is over. The, the holidays are over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's before you get into all the summer festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, before derby season. Before derby, <laughs> yes, exactly. Because derby is a whole season in yeah. Louisville. <laughs> so if you have cabin fever, you know, you get to get out and drink yeah. some craft beers with uh, 
up to 5,000 people nowadays. Well, you know, 5,000 people doesn't warm you up. I don't know what will. <laughs> maybe your, will. Maybe your roots. <laughs> yeah. Unless the will do the trick. Yes. Right? We Absolutely. Have, now, we haven't heard from you yet, Trevor. So, um, what do you want us to know about Tailspin? Well, I was just sitting back enjoying the story. <laughs> was this you all know, her idea? All the high like when uh, you met, no. was, or how did you no. guys come up with this? Uh, I'll, I'll let Tisha tell you how we met. But basically, uh, we were doing beer festivals uh, separately, and uh, it's, like Tisha said, we we saw a need for another beer festival in Louisville, and really it was a matter of timing. I mean, we were talking about a beer festival in fall of 2013 Mm -hmm. when can we do this well there's nothing going on in winter of 2014 so you know super bowl's over march madness hasn't started Mm. um there's not a lot going on and and at the time you had you know just two other beer centric events in louisville um and they were both in the summer so this this made a lot of sense for for when we wanted to do it because you were already both in the craft beer events industry specifically. No, well, I, I worked for a beer, uh, beer magazine, a publishing company um, that we published like a food and wine for craft beer. It was called Draft Magazine. Oh, okay. uh, so I had traveled the country and been to several beer festivals and visited a lot of breweries, uh, but also was tasked with running beer festivals in Wisconsin and a few other places. And oh. then Tisha was doing events for. Uh, Buckheads at the time, I think, and doing um, beer-centric events there and running a beer program there, but also doing stuff around Thunder. Um, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's actually where we met was doing, uh, she was doing a beer festival during Thunder over Louisville at the on the waterfront. Oh, he started to tell about how you met now. We met yeah. before that, but that was... <laughs> okay, all right. That was part of the collaboration. He's that like, oh, I, I walked right into that. That's why I defer to her. That's okay. Yeah. So, um, how did you meet then, Tisha? Uh, well, so in my career path at that time, I was a craft beer distributor, and uh, when the Louisville Beer Store was operating, they had just opened... And it was mid-afternoon, one afternoon. Um, I was there to visit them, check on their account, and these two gentlemen were standing in the back drinking beers. They were the only people there. It was early in the day. It was probably a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I met Trevor, and he was the president of Draft Magazine, and Mm -hmm. as a craft beer enthusiast, Mm -hmm. uh, I was surprised to have the president of Draft Magazine in our town. So that's how we started talking, and then he helped me with some projects when uh, I became the beverage director for the Buckhead Management Group, and uh, he helped me out with Thunder Over Louisville, um, mm-hmm. some races. I think there was a Ironman competition you guys sponsored, and so yeah. <laughs> uh, so you were working together collaboratively separately. When did you decide to go into business together? Uh, it was that late 2013, early 2014. Just over because of the tailspin? Yes. Alefest idea? It was actually Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head was in town. We were at O'Shea's. We met up for a beer. I love O'Shea's. Which one? Uh, the original one in the Highlands. Okay. On Baxter Avenue? Yeah. yeah. We met up for beers and uh, over a cocktail napkin started spitballing oh, ideas. The and classic, classic cocktail. Right. Yeah. Classic. Okay. <laughs> Now, did you write on the napkin and he put it in a shadow box, or how did that work? I'm pretty sure it was not saved. I don't don't think the napkin exists, but I do have 
uh, autographed posters from Sam Caligiotti, uh from that event. Okay. So, yeah, that is actually framed in, in one of my guest bedrooms. Oh, so. that's special. <laughs> I hope all of your guests thoroughly appreciate that yeah. as much as you do. <laughs> yeah. That's um, great. I mean, Sam, you know, when, when you're dealing with people like Sam Caligioni of the, you know, craft beer movement of mm-hmm. the 90s and 2000s, um, they were the originals. They were mm-hmm. kind of the rock stars. That the OGs, really, huh? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> but you didn't stop with the tailspin. No. Um, so, we started tailspin, and then I can let Trevor... I, I don't remember. So I, I actually continued yeah. working for Draft yeah. okay. um, up through 2018. Okay. So we were just collaborating on Tailspin. Um, shortly after we did Tailspin, uh, the first one was a you know a success for uh, for us and for the event in the city, and people took notice of what we were doing. Um, we had uh, someone introduced us to the Jefferson Town Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. and they were kind of the came on and said hey we'd like to have a beer festival Mm -hmm. and so we had uh, the opportunity to go down and start collaborating with them and Mm -hmm. and we'll be coming up uh, you know that's an annual event in July Mm -hmm. I think this will be our seventh seventh one and they have that Um, at the pavilion over by third turn yeah and that event has grown where the farmer's market usually is on Saturdays and your event is it only on Saturday or is it a whole weekend it's just Saturday and it used to be just under the pavilion now it's (laughs) now it's under the pavilion on the street behind it and the parking lot behind third turn they gotta like shut down the whole downtown little Mm -hmm. street there and and that one sells out every year now too Mm -hmm. for sure we've kind of we're busting at the seams with that one yeah yeah so that uh, that was the probably the next event we did, and then we were um, fortunate enough to do some events with Bowman Field, mm-hmm. uh, at a different type of event, not a beer festival. It was the Aviation and Military Heritage Festival oh, uh, with yeah. static plane displays and car displays and flyovers and military reenactors and uh, period reenactors and historic memorabilia and encampments and all this stuff going on at Bowman Field. And uh, that event was canceled for two years for COVID and came back for the first time this past year and uh, continues to, to grow as well. So those are three of the bigger events that we did. And we started some other events on our own uh, in the meantime and have been recruited by other people to go work for them and build their <laughs> events up. Um, last year was our first year doing Bachfest. Yeah. Uh, which so is coming up. So do you guys up. like own that or is that something you do as a contract work, for other people? We worked for the Nulu Business Association okay. uh, for Bachfest and for Nulu Fest. Um, and this year their Summerfest, uh, which they used to call the Nulu Luau. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's called, uh, I think it's called Nulu Summer, Nulu Island Hop. Sorry. Is, oh, is okay. Now. Um, Bringing so that we, one back. we're working for those. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're working for them to do those events, and working for the Kentucky Restaurant Association to do yeah. Taste of Louisville. Ooh, that was fantastic <laughs> last year. I got to go. We're good. good. It was amazing. And it's uh, so. It was twenty twenty two was a, a, a kind of a banner year for us. Uh, <laughs> we took on like three it. new events and uh, still did you know our own events and Germantown Oktoberfest and. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the mobile bar services, and then, of course, Crowler Catering. Yeah, tell me some more about Crowler Catering. When did that happen? So that's our COVID baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, 
the when COVID shut the world down in you know March, uh, we sat sat around for about three or four weeks just waiting to see what was happening and. Yeah became very apparent in mid-April that uh, we were going to be shut down for a while. Yeah, for an events company, not having any events is And there wasn't much good. support or relief for the events world. Mm-hmm. Well, or restaurants, right? right? Restaurants or, or yeah. small business owners. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so we had a liquor license, the catering liquor license, mm-hmm. and we, uh, we have a friend. I have a friend who lives in Milwaukee who has a, uh, had a canning machine a manual canning machine and you can see in front of you there's a Mm -hmm. 25 ounce can and those cans come as blanks with no lid on them Mm -hmm. and this machine basically you hand crank it i remember 21 (laughs) times you hand crank this thing and it seals the lid on it wait 21 times to seal one can one can yes it's very manual oh my gosh um so we got the idea we're talking about like aluminum cans like for beer yes Yes. Yes. They're okay. tw- 25.4 ounce, like the old Foster's cans. Mm-hmm. Um, We're not talking about canning green beans like your grandma <laughs> no, was canning. No, no, yeah. no. Good, well, yeah. this Good is not visual. Yeah, we don't yeah, have we any gotta visuals. De- yeah, we got to describe <laughs> what we're looking at here. Right. So. so this is like an oversized beer can. Yeah. Uh, but we also have some with resealable lids that mm-hmm. we can do cocktails in, craft cocktails. Ooh. Which but. became very popular to go during the same time period. Right. Yeah, when, <laughs> when the alcohol laws, when COVID hit, the alcohol laws kind of went to the wild, wild west with mm-hmm. uh, being able to deliver um, cocktails and craft beers as yeah. well as to go um, because restaurants were shut down and their to-go services, they had to up their game. Yeah. So um, being a caterer, we could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we actually started um, a Crowler Club, which still mm-hmm. exists to this day. Oh, how cool. Um, it's a subscription service. So imagine oh. like, you know, the Harry's or the um, Hungry Root Boxes or other things like that. Yeah. So each month you get two Crowlers delivered to your doorstep with two local snacks that are developed um, from anywhere from like Froggy's Popcorn to yeah. uh, local bakeries um, and other chefs. But uh, we also do a um, cocktail crowler as well as a two beer crowler or two ca- cocktail crowler for the Crowler Club each month. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Makes for a great present. And I each- didn't even know about this. Yeah. This is so cool. <laughs> this was not in our plan to talk about, so oh, I'm so glad it came yeah. out. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to know about these subscription boxes. Yeah. So, okay. So that's fun. But um, yeah, Crowler Catering, when, when the world shut down, uh, we started partnering with different restaurants like Mayan Cafe, mm-hmm. uh, Chef Ellen Gill, mm-hmm. and Chris over at Four Pegs, uh, just featuring their food items paired with our featured cocktails. So did you go get it from their restaurants? We did. Mm-hmm. Man. So yeah. you were like just driving all over the city all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually. We would buy their food in bulk. <laughs> yeah. They're like, and, yes, yeah. that's what we would do. So yeah. we would buy their food in bulk and then we would resell it along mm. with our cocktails. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even though we had a catering business, we're not chefs right. by any stretch. Right. Um, and so we partnered with local. I mean, that was the idea. We were going to be a catalyst for uh, other restaurants and other businesses to be able to market their goods. Yeah. Uh, to get them foods. delivered, right? Yeah. Because, like, they, they were not right? delivery people. for. Yeah, when it's Chef Bruce from Mayan Cafe making burritos, mm. he's the only guy in there. Yeah. And his front of house manager is helping him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a survival game. Exactly. So. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, uh, how long have you been in this office? Oh gosh. I I think I think uh, five years. Okay. In so this office. you have the kitchen here. We have a commercial kitchen here, mm-hmm. um, or a commercial closet kitchen. But <laughs> so, um, so it has a smaller commercial kitchen. It has yeah. an A rating. I Absolutely. see it on the window. Yes. It it's, must uh, be spick and span in there. In the is, closet um, kitchen. <laughs> so originally when it started, it was just Tisha and I in this office, and then there was a, a Froggy's Popcorn was actually running yes. out the back kitchen. Really? Because so I met uh, her back in 2020. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't realize. So she was making that. Well, she would have been here. She would have been here. Oh, my gosh. It's that whole six degrees of separation <laughs> thing, you guys. We come full circle. I'm, I'm in the birthplace of Froggy's Popcorn. I'm really excited. Yeah, she was here until really just October of this year, and now she has her yeah. new place on Barrett. Uh, so doing cool. really great. But had you been in this office uh-huh. from. 2020 through last year, you would, I mean, all you do is smell popcorn. Right. All the time. Right. That is some good popcorn, too, by so, the way. Shameless plug. <laughs> we agree. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, we ate so, our fair share. <laughs> so now Crowler Catering has evolved into more, you know, where we were doing online services and online ordering. Uh, we still do that stuff. We still have all of our craft beers and cocktails and things mm-hmm. you can purchase online and pick up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we also do a lot more traditional catering mm-hmm. uh, for private parties and events and special occasions or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was our COVID baby that did well enough yeah. that we're now we have two businesses to run. Yeah, <laughs> that, is that enough, Tisha? Well, uh, well, <laughs> well, the good thing is, is that you know it was just Trevor and I, and now we have um a couple other employees we have a catering uh-huh. manager we have an assistant um and then chef heather burks from eiderdown so eiderdown mm-hmm. ended up shutting down from germantown yeah um she shut down her restaurant and now she's our resident chef oh wow yeah That's and we also fantastic. use um chef ellen gill quite a bit as yes, well we love I've her seen her pictures yeah. we love her mm-hmm. uh her pimento cheese is like none other so oh, we try to feature it all the time. Fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And then also with the Crowler Catering, what evolved, um, you know, neighborhood pop-ups started happening with food trucks coming into neighborhoods. Yes. Um, but with that alcohol law as well, um, we started Thirst Aid, which is yes. part of Crowler Catering. Uh, it's a converted ambulance that has six taps <laughs> on the side that we can batch up cocktails or have craft beers on tap. Wow. In your backyard Does, or do in your you, neighborhood. Do you play music and go around the neighborhood like a, yeah. like a I dream truck? I'm not exactly <laughs> because, allowed to do that. Because <laughs> I saw the memes going around during COVID and they are still circulating. Please, food trucks, come around like the ice cream truck and play music so we can just run out and grab food. But unfortunately, alcohol law would not allow mm. that, but... Um, we could drive around and play music. We can't. We just oh. can't serve anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Man. Yes. Oh, well. But, yeah. So You we, hear that public? I've advocated for this idea. <laughs> so, we'll see. You can invite us and we'll come park in your neighborhood. You know? Yes. So. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder if the food trucks could play music. Is that a legal I thing? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Is uh, it? Oh, yeah, so there's no excuse. Totally, Somebody totally put a boombox on top of the, the food truck. The idea behind Thirst Aid, though, is that you know we have a, we have tables. We we do have a stereo system that goes with it. 
Okay. Uh, so we can play music. We can, okay. we can come set up in your property and have a party for, well, say, 100 people in 30 minutes. Whoa. Yeah. And be ready to go. Well, okay. <laughs> You That's know, fantastic. If, if teachers, nurses, birthday <laughs> parties, you know, yeah. graduation parties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we just had to become graduation from college parties. Yeah. Yes, graduation <laughs> from college parties, but even yeah. other graduation it's parties, true. you know, adults mm-hmm. need to. And enjoy. We have a lot of Catholics around here. Oh, that's fair. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in Kentucky. Alcohol is pretty widely accepted, at least in Louisville. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like, I don't know about, I don't know about <laughs> statewide. This, those dry counties, right? right. But okay. they still exist too. They do. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. I'm just blown away. Are there any events that you have every year we haven't talked about? We talked about Tailspin, which is the first week of March. Mm-hmm. We talked about um, the Bach Fest that you guys did this year. Are you going to be doing that every year? Or? We, we will. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, yes, yeah. as long as they don't have us. You, uh, you are not signing right. off of that. But we're definitely <laughs> signed on for, uh, for this year. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. And when will well that be? in the planning. Uh, so this this year it's March twenty third. Okay, twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Beginning and end of March. You get yeah. Something, and then what's the next one? Um, it would be there's a possibility. So um, we have a relationship with the Keg Liquors Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a possibility of that coming back. Ooh. Um, but we also uh, do Florida Fleets. Florida Fleet, mm-hmm. Vintage Urban Market, mm-hmm. yeah. and Beatersville. It's a car show. We do bar services for them. Like with the Thirst Aid truck? With the Thirst Aid, as well as um, Florida Fleet has an indoor market uh, over on Swan yes. and Breckenridge. And we do the bars half the time over there mm-hmm. as well on okay. the weekend basis. Uh, so you can find Crowler Catering there. But um, I think it would be probably J-Town in the summer. Okay. We're looking at maybe planning something between now and then. All but, right. We have okay. we haven't figured out exactly what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, anything? Well, was there anything in the second end of the year? <clears throat> well, we we oh, after J Town, right? yeah, yeah, after J Town, we pack our party up and mm-hmm. we go to Western Kentucky. Oh, uh, we started a beer festival there last year. You did outside of uh, Calvert City, um, oh. near kind of near Paducah. Okay, it's at the, we're at the very north end of Kentucky Lake. Um, okay. it's called the Old Beach Beer Bash. Oh, um, so we do that at the end village. of August, and then uh, <laughs> then we come back in for a f- starting in September. Um, basically, from Labor Day through October, we're doing something about every weekend. Um, oh, it's, awesome. Whether it's Florida Flea, our Oktoberfest in Germantown, mm-hmm. um, Bowman Fest, and the Nulu Fest is obviously in there as well. So and we, Taste of Louisville, and then Taste mm-hmm. of Louisville after what? that, and then and then I take a nap for like. Four right. Years. <laughs> Which month yeah. was Taste of Louisville? I've been to so many of these events. Which month was that? September? So that's October. October. That's it's on Wednesday in October. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And it was mm-hmm. at Melwood uh, this past year. Yeah. It's been in a lot of places. Uh, most recently at Melwood. It was at Churchill Downs before that. and It was actually at Bowman in the Bowman. hangar before mm-hmm. that. In the, yeah. When yeah. they would allow events in the hangar, it was in there. Um, yeah. But We've just got a full year we do. already planned. We're pretty excited about Tailspin being 10 years. We can't believe time's just yeah. gone by. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few new things for this year is mm-hmm. um, 
we actually partnered with Green River uh, Bourbon, mm-hmm. so out of Owensboro. Um, their liquid is amazing. <laughs> we put we sent ten barrels out to different breweries, so they're aging beers in those barrels that'll be yeah. featured at the Bourbon mm-hmm. Barrel Beer Bar. Okay. Um, we're actually going to have a women in beer bar this yes. year to celebrate the women in the brewing industry and have some oh. of their beers on tap. And these are female women, uh, female brewers. Brewers, yes. yeah. Not so. just like women who own the company, but these are the women who are crafting the beer. Yes, ma'am. Yes. yes. So some of them own the brewery and some of them um, just brew uh, mm-hmm. as part of the staff. But we're excited mm-hmm. to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we have a cider and sour bar, a silent disco. Um, oh, yeah. We've got two new music acts for this year. Wicker oh. Frog is going to open up and then Tony and the Tan Lines will be mm-hmm. playing. And what else do we do? I've danced to Tony. Yeah, he's sold out. Yeah. Already? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing some yard games. Uh, ESPN is putting on a tailgate uh-huh. tent for us. And then uh, Cox's will have a cigar lounge on site as well. Mm-hmm. And, and then you'll have truck, the planes. Uh, what's that? Cox's cigar lounge is in a truck. Isn't no, it? that's uh, that that's somebody one? else. I can't oh, okay. remember who it is. So Someone how did to they be set unnamed. up? Um, we set up a tent for them and built. Oh. we actually built out a lounge uh, okay. with some patio furniture and stuff. And they have uh, all their cigars. Oh, uh, and then you have all the planes. I mean, this is mm-hmm. one of the things that makes Tailspin unique is that it's on an airport, so we can actually bring some planes over and mm-hmm. put them in the middle of the festival uh, for people to check out. Last year we had two helicopters and two or three different planes uh, out there for people to, yeah. to look at. So mm-hmm. it just kind of, you know, it, it makes for an interesting backdrop. Right, uh, yeah. Especially it's when not every day you get out to drinking beer. hang out that close to a plane and not right. be inside of well, one. Well, and exactly. if you're lucky enough, if the weather is nice, if you're lucky enough, like the event takes place, you know, really close to a, t- a runway. Mm-hmm. And so if, if the weather's nice, it doesn't necessarily have to be warm, but if it's a clear day, there's right. planes flying, taking off, and landing all day, mm-hmm. you know, right there next to the festival, which that is really is cool. so yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of restaurants right there on Bowman Field, and I loved sitting on the patio and watching the planes. It's so calm, actually. Yes. Like, they're pretty quiet taking off and landing and everything, mm-hmm. and you don't think about that. I guess we think commercial planes are so loud, but these little, are they biplanes? What are they? Uh, you do have a biplane over there, yeah. the one that gives tours around. Uh, yeah. There's a, a bunch of different planes. There's little mm-hmm. Cessnas, and mm-hmm. uh, that's probably the small ones that you're thinking about. I think I remember got... a yellow one. That was really pretty. <laughs> well, there's, I don't know exactly don't how know. many planes are over there. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's, a lot. there's well over, you know, 100 <laughs> planes on the I, th- I thought it was amazing because it's like a flying rainbow. They're yeah. like, everywhere right. you look, there's a different color plane. And it's just Those amazing. are people's, you know, those are their hobbies. Those are their, you know, they don't have boats. They have planes. Right. Uh, right. And they keep them all in those hangars and... And they're passionate they about do. their planes, you know. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's an expensive hobby, but um, sure. they're all unique, fantastic people yeah. to deal with. Yeah, and we actually, um, through Tailspin and Bowman, we became friends with the Vintage Warbirds. They have a hangar over on site, and they bring out some of their vintage planes, um, some of their yaks and uh, other planes. But they are usually retired military or active UPS wow. pilots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purple Heart guys. I mean, the wow. stories that these gentlemen have is complete respect. Um, yeah. That they are so happy to support the event as well as uh, us. You know, 
That's awesome. I would yeah. go just to meet them and hear their stories. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> I'm glad to know that when I do that, there will be lots of food and drinks around. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Tisha and Trevor, for taking the time to meet with me today and tell us about the amazing multitude of things you have going on. And um, check out Crowler Catering and the Tailspin Ale Fest. And follow the Little Review podcast so you'll be notified for the next episode to see what else is going on in Louisville and what makes this city so great. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.